0: Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping Podcast I just wanted to clarify a couple things in this introduction to today's episode Uh, Originally, what you will hear as the episode was recorded and planned as an introduction into another episode I had previously recorded Uh, What you will be hearing is me and a guest host breaking down the patch notes that released on June 29th Uh, And I did think the conversation would maybe originally go 10-15 minutes, but it ended up being longer So I thought it would make more sense for it to be its own uh, full-length episode And not make, uh, you know, the other episode kind of twice the length Which would be, I just think, too long for listeners So today we will be just covering the patch notes We have a great conversation for you Uh, We do reference a couple of times I say things like we're going to jump into the rest of today's episode. We're going to break down locations, et cetera, that will be coming in an episode next week. So make sure you do follow the podcast so you don't miss that episode coming uh, next week. I apologize for the confusion. Uh, thank you always uh, for listening and for continuing to support the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap, uh, where you can follow the podcast. You can give feedback to the podcast. And you can participate in future polls and surveys, etc., regarding the podcast. With all that being said, thank you for listening. And let's jump into today's episode. Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping. Well, today's episode, uh, we are going to be talking about locations, our breakdown of locations, thoughts of locations, and we're joined by uh, a guest host for that, but... Uh, at the time of recording and in preparation for this episode, we did have a patch uh, launch for the app. And with that comes patch notes. And we wanted to make sure we, we covered this this week. We didn't wait until next week. So as part of this introduction, before we jump into the rest of the episode, wanted to break down all of the patch notes for the June 29th update. And for that, I am joined by Loot Muncher. Uh, Loot Muncher has been streaming the game and has been participating... A lot in the uh, the social media uh, around the game on Discord and in other places, and he's willing to you know jump on here and kind of give his thoughts and opinions about the uh, patch notes for the June 29th update. So, Loot muncher thank you for joining us.
1: Uh, no worries. I know that everyone's been waiting on this patch. So I'm glad it's finally out. Yeah,
0: uh, you know the developers have been saying probably a couple of weeks, probably a week, you know, and so we've all been anticipating this week. And and when we saw the post from Ben Broad earlier today that it was coming today, uh, I think there was a lot of excitement. And I think it was a lot of what we expected, but we'll we'll dive into that as we jump through here. So uh, this is organized into a couple of sections. So we'll jump kind of uh, briefly through the general section of the patch notes. Um, There were some improvements to the collecting experience for, you know, how you get your free credits each day and how you can be reminded about that. Uh, they've given you the option to uh, uh, mute your opponent's emotes or their messages they're sending. So kind of some quality of life tweaks, if you will, updates to the news feed. Um, One interesting thing, and I think this is probably the first thing we'll talk about, is they've added a daily limit to the amount of boosters earned from post-game rewards each day. So before there was no limit. So, you know, if you went all six turns, uh, you could get six boosters and that could just go for as many matches as you played in a day. They've now set a limit for 200 boosters per day. And they, and they've said explicitly that they think this will only affect about 10% of players who are actually already going over the 200 per day. But Lou Muncher, do you have any thoughts? Do you, do you find this concerning? Do you, you know, not care? What What's your thoughts on this?
1: I think it's fine. I've seen quite a few people ask about it in the, ask the dev section in the discord and they've answered it a few times. They really feel like the main thing with their economy is the boosters. Just people having too many and people are like, since I have so many boosters, I don't have enough credits. But I'm pretty sure Brent Ben has said it that uh it's a credit issue. I mean it's a booster issue, not a credit issue.
0: Yeah, essentially you mm-hmm. you're kind of you from all your missions in a day, you get so many credits. Uh, but what it feels like if you're getting kind of infinite boosters then it's not lining up so they they feel like this will line up better the two economies of boosters and credits so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out
1: yeah and i'm sure if it needs adjustment in the future i'm sure they'll look at it again
0: yeah i I mean uh, this is like the first patch right so uh, (laughs) still in beta still in soft release so lots to change i'm sure before global release well up next we'll just briefly cover some updates to the missions Uh, they've lowered the bar for the uh, mission that has to do with win a location with only one card. Uh, The easy mission was two, and I think the hard mission was four times. Uh, That's been reduced to one and two. Um, And now missions with complete missions as a goal will now make progress when players actively claim missions instead of when missions are merely fulfilled. Not a ton to say there, just some tweaks to the missions, really. Um, Next, they have a, a section about season pass. Uh, again a a couple of tweaks here nothing too crazy the big thing we want to get into is really the balance updates which is the next (laughs) section but uh one thing i did notice here it kind of just aligns with what we were just talking about was uh they did increase going forward with the season pass rewards uh, on the season pass track instead of 2100 credits you can get 2400 credits and boosters have decreased from 200 to 185 that you can get on the track i think this is a great fix i mean uh 15 less boosters and 400 or 300 more credits seems like a fair balance in my opinion uh you know what do you think on this do you think it should be more than this or do you think it should be further adjusted
1: Uh, i actually think this is fine i think this is a good change it you know goes with them wanting to make the boosters less but then also give you a few more credits to make it maybe not feel as bad
0: yeah yeah exactly well, so those are kind of the high level things with this, with this patch. now we're going to dive into the real meat and we'll kind of go, uh, kind of piece by piece here and, and give our thoughts. So balance updates. So we're going to talk cards. The first one I thought was interesting. Colossus, uh, is remaining as a two cost three power card. Um, his new ability reads ongoing, can't be destroyed, moved, or have its power reduced. The noticeable change is that or have its power reduced. Um, so it already couldn't be destroyed, already couldn't be moved—kind of this indestructible card, if you will. They've just added even more defense to it. Uh, you know, they say kind of it adds flavor, but also kind of boosts the viability of this card. Do you think this makes uh, Colossus more of a uh, of a just an add to kind of generalist decks, or do you still feel like uh, this doesn't really really change? I guess I should say, in my mind, Colossus was kind of a middling card. Do you feel like this lifts him enough or or still kind of leaves him in the middle?
1: Um, I do believe also that he uh, could, or he could be moved before. So I think the moved is new also. Good, good point. You're
0: right. It was only the destroy.
1: Yeah. Which there isn't a, a lot that moves your opponent's cards, but still nice, but I still think it's middle, still middle of the road card. I think the biggest thing is, uh, the locations sewer system negative zone the other one that gives negatives to everything there i think colossus being better in those locations could be cool if you're running you know ongoing deck or something like that but i think it's still middle of the road
0: yeah yeah i I would agree there well up next we have crossbones uh crossbones is a, a pool three card so i don't think a lot of people have unlocked crossbones it's just kind of if you've randomly drawn him in the pool three unlocks uh, but he's uh, remaining as a four eight four cost eight power and his ability reads you can only play this at locations where you are winning um you know the developer comment here is we think this new templating will make the card much clearer and easier to understand quickly um you know i should have brought it up beforehand do you remember off the top of your head i want to say that he's well you know what we've got some time it's, here I, I can i can yeah, look at it
1: it's the same thing, but it works the same way. It just was worded really badly before. It's gotcha. like you can only play in locations where you have the greatest power or something like that.
0: Yeah, where it's like... Yeah, it's just too wordy. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so no no real change in ability there. So that, that, that's good to understand better. Um, up next, we have Crystal. Uh, Crystal uh, is a 4-4 uh and her ability reads on reveal if this is at the middle location shuffle your hand into your deck and draw three cards so i think the change here was that uh you know they've added that into the middle location section so that gives you that option right if you're wanting to shuffle your hand drop this on turn four you can play it in the middle location but if you're saying hey i just want the four power and i don't want to shuffle my hand this card still has viability. It's not just a wasted card in your in your hand, I guess.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I've definitely been playing Crystal more in the past couple of days, um, realizing that I could play her to kind of make sure or have a better chance of seeing my whole deck instead of missing a card or two that I wanted to see. Um, so being able to turn the shuffle off is nice, but I do feel like making you play her middle mm-hmm. can feel bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of lock. It gives some more flexibility while also giving you less flexibility, right? So Mm -hmm. kind of a a trade off there. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if she sees more play or or kind of just average play with this change. So, well, up next is is one of the big ones. I mean, everybody, you know, kind of was expecting this. Uh, This is Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur was a three cost zero power card. Is now a four cost zero power card. So that is the change, increased by one cost. Ability still is ongoing, plus two power for each card in your hand. So, uh, you know, the listeners will know, we've talked about this on many an episode before, but, you know, Devil Dinosaur being a three-cost card and with things like Moon Girl and with Carnage Nova, kind of some of these other cards we'll see that have been changed as well. It was really easy, and I should say Sentinel. It was really easy to get devil dinosaur to be a 10 plus power card almost every game. And if you're able to duplicate him then I mean, that's, you know, six power for two or six costs for 20 power. If you had two of them on the board, um, et cetera. And so adding that additional cost kind of slows the ramp of, and ability of dinosaur to, to really just rule the meta, if you will. So I think this is a good change. Um, I think, this will kind of push people to try out new deck archetypes and kind of try out some new things.
1: Uh, I've gotten to play a few games uh, with the patch being out, and Dino still feels strong. I'm still seeing people play it with Agent 13 and Sentinel and uh, still getting it to be good and strong. But the biggest thing, I haven't seen any of the feel bads with the, you know, Moon Girl, and then you drop two dinos on turn six so i think that's overall probably the biggest change but uh still can be a very strong card. i think i think four doesn't really change it from being a strong card just really tones it down which it needed
0: yeah yeah we'll still see play i still think it's a great card to build around but it's not going to be kind of so overwhelming that you know you 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 match up against every other match you know yeah Uh, up next, we have Dr. Strange. Uh, this is one I didn't expect, but I think it's good to see. Dr. Strange uh, was a three-cost, two-power card and is now a three-cost, three-power card. So they buffed his his power, and his ability still reads, on reveal, move your highest power cards to this location. So, uh, you know, the, the developer comment here says, you know, uh, Dr. Strange needed some love to strengthen move decks, and we'll see another card up next that has to do with that as well. Um yeah, I mean, I think this is a very small change, uh, but just adds that little bit of extra power on the board uh, and makes uh, playing Doctor Strange, you know, and locking up one of your uh, spots at a location feel less bad, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know that uh, a lot of people like the move deck, but I definitely think it was struggling before, and just a little extra power, you know, not going to be anything crazy, but helps it make you feel better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and and some of the, some of the cards that work well with the move archetype are in pool three, and people haven't unlocked those things like Dagger, Human Torch, etc. Um, and so having kind of some of these base cards buffed, I think, does help the move deck uh, kind of in pools one and two. So, uh, speaking about move decks, we'll just jump in here to Craven. Craven is a uh, a two cost, two power card, and the ability now reads. When a card moves here, this gets plus two power. I believe before it was when you move a card here, this gets plus one power?
1: Yes, um, that's what it was.
0: So, I mean, you got kind of a double a double buff here. When a card, meaning you or your opponent, and it gets plus two power. Um, you know, Craven was was really a feel-bad card. I mean, the developers even said it was basically the weakest card in the game, one of the least played cards in the game. Um, even though there was this whole move archetype, and obviously it was supposed to be a part of it, just compared to everything else, it just you you could maybe you'd play it down for two power, and maybe you'd get it up to like three, four, five power tops. I mean that's like the max you get. And now with this, I mean with combos with cloak, where maybe your opponent can move cards as well. There's a lot of things. Basically, you you could get some you know significant power on Craven given the right um, the right movement on the board.
1: I think he feels way better now. I've actually got to play a couple games with the move deck, and he can just easily grow to 10, 12 power a lot faster than he could ever before. I feel like those power levels were a little harder to get before, or not possible at all. But uh that buff definitely seems a lot better and have to keep it moving, you know, looking forward to the new move cards. Because that, this is one of the things that stand out to me that could end up being a little too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it almost seems like, wow. I mean, they kind of went a full 180 on this from really bad to really good, right?
1: Yeah, um,
0: for sure. So we'll see how it balanced out. I think, I guess, one thing I like is with you know with the discard archetype, there's a couple different combos you can play, right? With the destroy kind of archetype, there's a couple different combos you can play. With the move, it kind of felt more limited. And so this, I guess, this opens up like you could kind of have a, a strategy built around buffing up a craven in addition to other strategies so I guess that's a good thing and healthy right you don't have to only play one type of move deck so so yeah overall I think a good change
1: yeah I think he was uh just you know if you did play him in your deck he just didn't do a whole lot at least now he can you know, leave behind eight or ten power when you move vulture or human torch out of the location
0: yeah yep well, up next, we have Moon Girl. We kind of uh, hinted at this when we were talking about Devil Dino, because that was kind of the the magical pairing here. So Moon Girl has been changed from a three cost, three power card to a four cost, four power card. Ability still reads on reveal, duplicate your hand. Uh, so we've kind of already spoke to this. I mean, Moon Girl played into the Devil Dino kind of combo. It played into the Nova Carnage uh, combo, which we'll talk about Nova here in a second. But, right, you could get double Nova. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, there's a whole host of cards you could duplicate and can be really good. Obviously, Collector being another one, right? Uh, you could potentially get six power uh, on um, Collector with Moon Girl being played down in addition to all the other compost. It really kind of just became this uh, very, probably the most played deck, I would guess, right? Some of these cards were naming it and the combination. So, um, I guess what are your overall impressions on the, the change from three three to four four? Do you think that's enough to keep her good but lower the cost, kind of like you thought with Devil Dino, or do you think it should have been a different change?
1: I think this is a good change too. I mean, I think Moon Girl was the problem card. I think a lot of people started realizing that that Moon Girl was the problem card in the meta. Uh, the Double Nova, Double Dino, just. Felt so bad and so overpowered, and you know, she was the real key. Um, I think the power adjustment still makes her feel strong. You can still combo her with Dino, uh, to refill your hand back up to get him to full power or collector stuff like that. Um, but really just stop the crazy plays with it.
0: Yeah, it just slows it down, hopefully, just enough to still be powerful, but uh, it's more evenly matched against other decks. So Uh, well, up next, I would say we have the, we've got a couple more cards to cover, but this is kind of the other big one, uh, that we've been talking about. Nova, uh, is still a one cost two power card, but the ability now reads when this is destroyed, give your cards plus one power before it was plus two power. So, I mean, uh, if you had a full board filled or you're even, you know, let's say 10 other cards that was buffing. I mean, that was 20 additional power, uh, let alone if you duplicated this with moon girl and then we're. Uh, blowing up two two novas on the last turn, and then that could potentially be like plus forty power. I mean, it was just uh, it was just kind of crazy, right? Uh, I mean, I I definitely used it, right? I, I'm sure we all used it at one time or another in different direct, different decks. Um, I think uh, this was kind of the best you could do to change it. I mean, I, I agree with not changing the cost or the power. I think changing the uh, the power buffed other cards was the best. Choice. Um, And obviously, if you could still get plus one power on 10 or 11 cards, you know, at the end of the game, uh, you know, that's still not a bad thing. I mean, for one, you know, all one cost card.
1: Yeah, for a one cost card, still being able to get uh, the plus one power to the whole board, still, I think, is going to be good. And like you said, I'm glad they didn't change the cost to two. I feel like that would have been a little too much. Uh, But being able to still. Make it feel okay, but not overpowered like it was before. I mean, I'm not even sure if it would have been that big of a problem if Moon Girl wasn't a problem to go with, but to go ahead and just, you know, drop it down because I think it's very much needed because the 2040 power was just way too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. Okay. Up next, we have Okoye. Uh, and I. Uh, I, I I don't know how I feel about this one yet. So Okoye has been changed from a two-cost one-power card to a, a one-cost one-power card, and the ability now reads, on reveal, give every card in your deck plus one power. Before that was plus two power. Uh, I'd like to read the developer comment on this one. So It says, Okoye's current tuning can make game outcomes feel too centered around playing her on turn two. As we're also looking to increase the pool of one-cost cards in the game, Okoye looked a perfect candidate to adjust. So I, I play a Koye in one of my main decks I, I've been playing with. And I mean, I get what they're saying, right? It, it kind of felt like to get the maximum ramp, it was like player on turn two. Um, to, uh, you don't want to play her on three, four, five, right? Because then you're not getting as many cards buff that you're going to draw. Um, but switching her to a one cost card, obviously you can play her earlier but then lowering the, the, the power to plus one, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe it's just because I've enjoyed playing her so much in her current state that I'm, I'm still kind of torn uh, on getting the less power, um, but I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, she was definitely one of my favorite cards too, just the plus two power, but it definitely did feel like every time I drew her, had her in my hand, I wanted to play her own turn two above anything else, so I could see what they were talking about with her feeling so... F- forced to be played on turn two. Um, but I think the change is interesting. We'll see how it turns out. I think initially I thought the change would be fine and should still be good. But uh, there's a few you know things you can do now with Falcon and Beast and play her multiple, multiple times over and uh, buff your deck. But you know that takes a couple turns to do. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting. I think my, at first glance, I thought that she'd still be fine. But now the more I think about it, I haven't seen her played yet. But I, I think she's going to be a lot weaker than she was before.
0: Yeah. it's. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep her in my deck. So we'll see. We'll, we'll have to give our, our, our thoughts as more time goes on. So, Well, up next, we have the last card that was tweaked. Uh, um which is White Queen. Uh, White Queen is still a four-cost, six-power card. The ability now reads, on reveal, draw a copy of the highest-cost card in your opponent's hand. I think this is a very good change. Before it was, draw a copy of a six-cost card in your opponent's hand, like if they have a six-cost card. And, I mean, they even say in their comments, they said it felt like it, they said the the previous description might as well have been, say, it might have well said, on reveal, say no six-cost cards in hand, right? So, um I think this is a good change. I think it it makes this card feel better because I never wanted to play with her because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I could play her down. You still get six power, but there's probably other better four drops I could have uh, that are more consistent. Um, So now it's like you're guaranteed to get a card back, which I think is good.
1: Yeah, I think this is the way the card should have always been. Like I can't imagine playtesting this card and just like, oh, I missed. Oh, I missed again. Oh, I missed again. And like, oh, this feels fine. I just think it felt real bad uh, missing most of the time with it. So now changing where you for sure at least get a card back to your hand, possibly one of their better cards with it being the highest cost. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a very good change.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that that's all the cards that have, like, had functionality change to them. Uh, I'll just make a quick note. Uh, they did make text-only updates for Morbius, Claw, Widow's Bite, and Rockslide. They said the gameplay for all those cards has stayed the same. Uh, but you may notice different text uh, on those cards. Well, let's dive into the next section of the uh, patch notes here, which is locations. Uh, A couple things to dive into here. So um, so general updates, locations with effects that say at the end of have been changed to say after. So functionality in the game hasn't changed. It's just, you know, this always happens with card games and and patches and stuff. They try to improve the text and the, the simplicity over time. Um, and then they also decrease the appearance rates for Negative Zone, Space Throne, and Nowhere. Uh, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I feel like Nowhere, uh, Space Throne, Negative Zone are some of my least favorite just because I like to play big decks where I kind of, or I should say decks where I like to fill the board up, um, and, and those are limited. So do you, you think it's a good thing to kind of add those to the, the pool that generates less frequently?
1: i think so and i actually like that This just sets the precedent that they're willing to look at that and to Mm -hmm. adjust and move stuff up and down of how often stuff shows up because i definitely agree with you that that those car those locations can definitely feel bad they show up too much
0: yeah especially in games where you maybe get like two of them then it's like okay so i can play like four (laughs) cards this game right um yeah
1: half my deck is useless now
0: yeah, yeah, can be a little tricky. Okay, up next, new locations. Uh, so they've added a couple new locations to the base pool here. Uh, uh, you know, they've been adding about a location a week. And so interesting that they kind of drop, dropped three in here, but we'll read through these. So Starlight Citadel, after turn four, swap the position of each location. Um, I haven't seen this yet. Have you interacted with this in any matches you've played this evening?
1: i have not seen i have not seen it in my games i've seen it when i was watching a streamer it just seems like chaos it doesn't seem like it does a whole lot i feel like most games it won't do a whole lot if it moves around like a tinker's room that's not doing anything anymore yeah but uh i think it definitely can cause some chaos and move stuff around so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out
0: yeah yeah it will be interesting to see um how that feels. Uh, up next we have death's domain. When you play a card here, destroy it. So that is the effect, you know, that may ring a bell. That was the effect of nowhere. They've actually changed the effect to nowhere. So I don't know if there's a ton to say here. Basically death's domain is what nowhere was before. We'll talk about the new nowhere ability up here in a second. And then the last new, new location is the ice box. Uh, this reads, give a, card in each player's hand plus one cost so it's essentially ice man but a location right
1: yeah and i misread this card, misread this location the first time i read it i thought it said all cards and Ooh. i was like that seems insane Definitely. But then yeah, I- <laughs> okay. yeah but then i reread it and i i think it's fine i think it'll be interesting yeah. you know uh with you know some of the other locations just a little mix up to you know make games feel different
0: you know, one interesting thing, and maybe I'll have to ask the developers this in the in the Discord, it doesn't say maximum of six power. So I wonder if it can boost a six cost card to a seven cost card, making it unplayable.
1: Yeah, it, I, I imagine that it won't do that. I imagine it's the same as Iceman, but that would feel real tell you have Doctor Doom in your hand and it gets pumped up to seven. You just okay.
0: yeah. I mean you'd <laughs> probably just retreat then, right? You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. this like. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I agree with you. I assume it would be that way. It's just interesting that it's not um, not there. So, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, okay, location update. So, this is what we referenced. So, Nowhere has been given a new ability. Its ability reads, on reveal effects do not happen at this location. Um, so, basically, the change here was they added Nowhere's ability to Death's domain because they thought that fit better with Death and kind of the flavor there. Um, and so they gave nowhere a new ability, which, um, yeah, I mean, on reveal effects do not happen at this location. And, uh, this is one of the locations we've already said that this was kind of moved to show up less. So I think it's good to have variety in the locations. This is a new ability and it won't be showing up a ton. So I don't know if I have strong feelings either way. I think, uh, I think this is a fine change.
1: See, I actually feel a little different. I feel like, the this card just completely shutting down reveals. Um I've played decks that's just you know Odin and just ton of reveal effects. So just that it shuts down that one location for it. Seems like it's gonna feel bad. Haven't got to play with it yet. Uh but I'd be interested to see if they add stuff like that in the future, if they have a location that you know shuts down ongoing and just kind of stuff like that to keep going with that same kind of theme or not. But it does seem yep. very strong, but it showing up last also gives me hope that it won't be completely terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely can shut down. I mean, there's a lot of on-reveal effects in the game currently, so definitely can shut down a lot of strategies. Well, up last year on locations, we have one more changed one, Mirror Dimension. Uh, on turn four, transform into one of the other locations. Um, I think it was before it was on turn three transform into one of the other locations or am I mistaking that, Does that sound yeah, no. right?
1: yeah it, it was three
0: yep yeah and I think they uh I, I want to say there's a developer comment what we're looking at doesn't have that now but basically uh, they feel like that'll just have better interactions with some of the other um, some of the yeah, other I, locations
1: I think they quoted that they just wanted it to be consistency with Westview because mm-hmm. Westview changed on four two yep so I think they just want a little consistency with it. doesn't really change a whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, very minor change. I don't know if anything uh, will really be that crazy here.
1: Um, well, something I wanted to add with the locations. Yeah. Uh, watching a streamer play, I saw a new location that wasn't listed on this that popped up. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Um, it was A word, but the it was at the end of turn four. You crystal you shuffle your hand into your deck and draw three new cards yeah that so i is wonder how point. that snuck in
0: yeah I, i'm i it's kind of crazy to me that's not in the patch i'm glad you brought it up because i've actually i played like three or four matches that i hit that location uh this afternoon and i don't like it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh because yeah I just uh, i mean it, it's okay right we want variety we want different things and you have to adapt and, and play too so i understand that but uh, so far it's felt bad every time. It's just like I get going, I start, you know, I start pulling my cards and I start to see how I'm going to play out my turns. And then it's like, boom, everything's gone. And I didn't want it. And yeah. Uh, an interesting location for sure.
1: Yeah. It definitely seems like uh like an earlier mindscape or whichever one the location was that swapped your hands. Yep. I hate that yep. location. Cause I like to plan. Yeah. and That's, set my, stuff that's up. my
0: least favorite location. Yep.
1: Yeah. Me too. And I like to plan and set stuff up in this card just does the same thing. So I'm just like, why? No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't agree more. So yeah. Great catch. Interesting that they didn't make it to the patch notes. This is their first patch notes. So maybe they just, you know, a couple things slipped through the cracks or maybe it wasn't supposed to be part of this patch yet. So interesting, interesting. We'll have to see what they say. Uh, well, other than that, in the, in the patch notes, we're not going to go through them, but there is a big section about bug fixes uh, if you're interested in, you know, if you've encountered bugs and if those bugs are resolved, make sure to check those out in the in-game patch notes. Um, you know, Loot Muncher, just overall, uh, we've talked about several things, locations, cards, etc. Um, overall, what's your feeling? Maybe on a scale of like 1 to 10, how much do you like this this patch or dislike this patch? 10 being, you know, you love it, 0 being you completely hate it. Where do you feel at you're at on the meter?
1: I think I'm definitely like an 8 or a 9. I think the cards that they changed that they that needed to be nerfed, uh, I think they did enough. I don't think any of them will really be anywhere near the power level they were before feel as bad. Um, one thing I'm worried about, I have seen people feedback with, oh, they've nerfed all the pull one cards. So that feels bad to some people. So a little worried about that. Uh, for new players but uh i think this overall a good patch i mean i definitely didn't expect as much i didn't expect the buffs i didn't expect the locations and changes and stuff like that Um, and one thing i really like uh you said you got to play a few games you notice the uh sound effects and the effects on the locations when they go off everything's a lot prettier and shinier now
0: yeah, they've they, they, some of the graphics are a little crisper. It's funny. I've seen everybody talking in the Discord. Oh, this audio thing and this thing. I was uh, <laughs> I was playing a couple of matches while I was in, in my class this evening, and uh, so I had my audio off. So I, uh, I haven't heard any of the noises yet, but I'm hoping to catch a little bit of that tonight. Uh, but it sounds like they've added some more of the audio they've been alluding to.
1: Yeah, uh, they, they've definitely added some of the audio, but they've also added the locations, like the effects when they go off. They had a lot more visual effects, also.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is funny because, like, I already thought the game was looking good and all that stuff, but like, there's just so much more they can add, right? Which is kind of fun to see that they're going to add more over time. So,
1: yeah, nice to see that they're still working on stuff like that.
0: Yeah, well, awesome, Uh, Lou Muncher. I just want to say again, thank you for joining. Kind of on late notice here. Uh, I just I thought the listeners would want to kind of hear thoughts uh, from a guest on the patch notes here, just right right after the patch. Um, really quick, before we kind of, we, we close out this segment and we will be diving into our next segment where we're going to break down kind of overall locations in the game. I just want to give you the chance. Please tell the listeners where can they find you online? How can they best support you? Um, and just, you know, what's the best way to support your content?
1: Uh, you can find me at, uh, Twitter at loot muncher zero. And then uh, you can also find me at Twitch at the same thing.
0: Awesome. And do you have a normal schedule? You're streaming the game?
1: Uh, It's usually weekdays, sometimes on weekends. Weekends are more chaotic, but usually weekdays uh, past uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, go check out Luke Muncher's streams. Uh, You know, he's playing a lot of decks and having a lot of fun with the game. So thank you, good for being here. And listeners, uh, thank you for being here as well. And we will be jumping into the rest of today's episode.
1: Thanks for having me. Have a good one.
0: Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, produced, recorded, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.